0: Sky beans
1: And welcome for V for podcast. The V for Vendetta podcast. In
2: a- <laughs> oh no. That's how we attract new listeners, man. We take a hard turn into leftist politics. Hell yeah. A left and, turn. and only and it's like we've only seen V for Vendetta and The Matrix. Yeah. Anything dude. Wachowski, and that we're like, that's my politics. V for Vendetta is the only revolution that has ever happened. Um, uh, my politics are a Bill Hicks quote I read once.
1: <laughs> Dude, have you ever thought about this? How like when it comes down to it, life is just a ride. <laughs> have, you, have you thought about that? Yeah, no, that's good.
2: That's really like, damn. You know that joke's funny. That's a funny fucking closer. Is to go. Hey, your life's kind of meaningless. Thanks for coming out. Mm-hmm. You know what's funny, too,
1: is that that is a really cool speech he gave about how life is a ride, and I do Mm. like it, and I and uh, I also, when I saw it, I was in my 20s, and I was like, fuck yeah, dude, cool perspective. But mm-hmm. now that I'm in my 30s, and I know he was in his 40s when he said it, I'm like, wow. I, yeah, no, didn't... he
2: like blew my mind when I was 13. You know what I mean? But like, that's, yeah. that's the time and place for it. And it's like, you know, he's kind of like the Bob Marley mm-hmm. poster of mm-hmm. comedians. Like, yeah. it's just like... Yes. Yeah, I love Bob Marley, dude, but this this shit's obnoxious. <laughs> this shit's gotta stop, man. Like, come on, man. He's not God. And it's like, I wish I could just have like two hours of material and that's all I ever like am held accountable for in my career. Nah, it's funny
1: too that Bill Hicks is is noted as the like revolution comedian because if you if you watch the rest of his stand up, and this is the case with most comedians that have an identity like that. Uh, you go watch the rest of his stand-up, and he's like, you ever be firing guns? He's, like, making sound effects all the time. <laughs> and he's just mm. like, uh, I grew up, uh, you're an artist. Well, I'm more of a fartist. <laughs> like, that's what his stand-up is like. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh,
2: that's a yeah. bold accusation. I mean, like, I, I feel like I'm in the camp of love sound effects on stage. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, but you're not
1: like, I'm going to I'm no, gonna
2: no, change I'm a the world. <laughs> and I yeah. already did. You're welcome. That's a good point. You did. <laughs> See, that's the thing is my egomania is worse than Bill Hicks because I already think I've just basically changed the world and am a god. <laughs> I'm not like trying to start a religion. I'm like, yeah, my religion's been going pretty well for a while. <laughs> Everyone seems wow. pretty on board with it. Yeah, like I don't see myself. L Ron Hampton <laughs> is what we call him. Uh, <laughs> it's going. Guys, hi, welcome to Y'all Ever, the only Hello. podcast on the internet. That's true. Uh I'm Hampton Yunt. I'm Dave Ross. That's how you know whose voice is whose. Uh this is I mean I'm anonymous. <laughs> I'm anonymous. Dave's wearing a mask today. He's anonymous. Yeah, I'm gonna uh I'm here to help. I don't like this. <laughs> I got to tell you, this this is a scary bit, man. I'm scared, dude. I'm worried you're going to flip my cop car. Yeah. I'm I'm worried you're going to, like, not respect my authority.
1: That's the thing about our podcast. It's one of the hosts is an antifa, and the other one's a cop, <laughs> and uh, they just uh, mm-hmm. they get along because they both like beer. <laughs>
2: Dude, I tried to pitch a show uh, to Comedy Central. It was like a, a digital thing. Basically, Comedy Central. You know, they've been super nice to both of us throughout our careers, but they generally don't really know what they're doing. Yeah. So, like, they were just like, "Yeah, now we're shifting to digital." Did you know? Like, come come in and pitch it like it's a real TV show. And like, I came up with a whole thing that's like, it's just about like an Antifa group that lives all together in like a mm. house uh, commune si- type of situation. And there's like, it's called an Antifa House. <laughs> <laughs> it was called brochelists. <laughs> I thought that nice, was pretty dude. good. Is that and true? it was, um, yeah, yeah. And then oh. uh, the the idea was there's like a cop undercover, <laughs> like in the house the whole time. <laughs> And it's, like, he, like, kind of makes them more dangerous than they should be. Like, he's the one that kind of makes their situations, like, way worse by trying to incriminate them and shit. But, like, yeah. yeah. Wow.
1: That's a great idea.
2: They were, like, um, that is a good idea. Can we see, like, um, you know, some more developing on that? And I, I don't know what it was. I just kind of could tell from their tone. I was, like, they like the idea, but they're not, like, that enthusiastic. Right. They were just like, Yeah, like write it up. This is great. It's really good. <laughs> you know Interesting. You can yeah. tell. There's times Wh- then well they'll be like, This is exactly what we were told to think is good. Right. You know, like literally they'll it usually works that the the person in the industry was just had a meeting like that day that's like, guys, we need an Antifa project. And then wow. they hear your right. pitch and they go, This literally it just came up earlier Jonathan start taking notes and they they right. get like excited and they're like it's like I just came up with it and it's like they they literally just make like a one-to-one connection of like their boss is like I would like this because this is uh like popular right now and then they're like yeah perfect got it
1: I uh I started feeling a lot better about uh industry in general and I, I also kind of like for me and you yeah I also sort of think, Comedy Central, it's funny to talk about because I sort of don't include them in all of the industry because I made friends with a great many people who work there. Yeah, I like all no super, nice. super nice. We hang out. So it feels a little different. But the industry in general, I started feeling a little different about it um, uh, because I used to feel very separate. And I guess becoming friends with them was half of it. But then the other half of it was I realized that their jobs are terrifying because <laughs> their bosses are like... Make. To, here's some money. Use this money. You, here's thousands of dollars. Use this mm-hmm. thousands of dollars to make millions of dollars. And if yeah. you don't do that, you'll be fired. Don't and
2: they're just it like, up.
0: what? <laughs> yeah,
2: no, it's crazy. It's like you're a, it's like you're a professional gambler. And the only yeah. way you get in trouble at work is if you make a, a you know, a risk. And yeah. it's like, yeah, that's the thing they always say is just basically you're going to get fired for saying yes. You never get fired for saying no you right. know cuz it's it's so easy to just go no we can't make that right now that would that would cost a lot of money we'd have to turn on the lights and like point cameras at you that would cost i don't know and yeah. it's always funny cuz i've try, i always try to pitch like the cheapest shit too but then like totally, they'll be like no <laughs>
1: but i mean i've like you know you and i both have like i don't know i don't really like the term edgy but we have like edgy idea edgy ideas edgy comedy and i say edgy <laughs> uh, just okay. in comparison to A great many things. I don't know. Bert
2: Bert Kreischer takes off his shirt. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yes, exactly. He's Uh, ripping off Tig, dude. (laughs) Ripped off Tig. Okay, all
1: right. I'm not even saying, like, my shit is that fucking crazy. I don't think it is. But at at a baseline, like, your sitcom idea was Antifa with a cop there. Yeah, like, And so I I just think, when you think of, I, I don't know. I think one of the reasons probably we get along with Comedy Central so well is they simultaneously recognize their, that they like comedy and uh, – yeah. Us all having a relationship makes sense, but then project to project, idea to idea, they're still sort of like married to the idea, to the fact that they have corporate overlords and have to make money, yeah. and so it's like hard to take those risks. That's why it's so impressive they made corporate. It's like a
2: psychotic yeah. show. The show uh, our friend Jake <laughs> Wiseman, Matt Ingabretson made. It's amazing, and it's, it's incredible. like easily their darkest. Oh yeah! show they've ever made i mean well i i guess like strangers with candy like you gotta right. go way way back to where it was like the darkest shit no one learns a good moral no one has good values it's actually reinforcing like everyone here has a bad soul <laughs> right. like that's pretty like fucking awesome yeah. that's like it, one of my favorite shows you know totally both of yeah, those shows totally. are like in that vein
1: Yeah, and, like, some of that shit makes its way through, um, which is impressive unto itself. But, yeah, dude, I I don't know. It's, like, not... If you think about the fact that I go and I do... When I tour and do stand-up, I'm on stage. I got, like, a five-minute bit about how I know where my mom's clit is lately. And so the type of person that has that kind of brain, I err on the side of, like, like... I guess what I'm trying to say is whether a specific thing I do is, quote, edgy or fucked up or however you want to say it, my, the way that I think is something's not interesting unless it's a little fucked up, and you're the same way, and <laughs> if that's your baseline, it's tougher to get shit through
2: yeah, because maybe. it's scary <laughs>
1: for them. It's yeah. like tough to know if more people are going to like that.
2: That's very. That's a very oh, yeah. nice way of looking at it. And I actually appreciate that. Thank you. Because I tend to just beat myself up for why mm-hmm. things don't generally go forward. You know, like I didn't mm-hmm. really turn in much of a development when on that idea. Instead, I just got sour grapes where I was just like, sure. well, they didn't like suck my dick in the room. So <laughs> sure. I guess I should just blow this opportunity. You know, it's like so I kind of I mean, yeah, it's like sometimes the the negative voices in my head are accurate where it's like you could have tried harder, you know, but like I hear you where. Well, don't get me
1: wrong, man. It feels bad. (laughs) Let yourself know that it's okay. It (laughs) it feels bad every time. And we've even. Cut to like a, What Three weeks ago I think I was talking All kinds of shit About the whole industry I get so mad You know It's hard mm-hmm. It's fucking hard To <laughs> well, not have your shit go Good
2: news It's not gonna be around <laughs> in like a fucking year dude. dude I know Like what are they doing mm. They just are canceling Every movie And delaying it Delaying it And then it's really yeah. insane That they'll be like um, You know what It'll just come out In uh the end of the summer It's like What What's gonna change Between now and then Like well, I think out. that
0: yeah,
1: – I don't know. We're in the middle of like a great rearranging, right? Like nobody sure. knows what – it's funny. It's like everyone – every person on earth, <laughs> I think, I think, especially in America. <laughs> this, is a like, bold,
2: this is a bold claim.
1: <laughs> all, Dave's no, going to speak. They're <laughs> all stressed at a basic level. Yeah, yeah. There is a great stress. That's true. So just – by nature of that, people are like, what do I fucking do to cope with the stress? And it's mm. causing people to like navigate life differently because we're inside all the time when we weren't. And then we're <laughs> stressed when we weren't as much. And so then on top of that, so you like take that, mm. and everyone in entertainment is like, okay, I now no longer know how to make stuff for people because people are different. Yeah, what but do people it, want right now? Exactly. And then you throw on top of that, we have no idea what business is or what it's gonna be. And every I, I really think everyone <laughs> in every like, industry yeah. is like okay, I don't know.
2: <laughs> yeah, it does seem like they really are betting on that people really mm-hmm. want to watch celebs talking to each other on their phones dude. as a TV show replacement. That one seems to be doing pretty well.
1: <laughs> My God, dude. I I I will, I fucking, the fact that there are still so many, it's like peop, individual people like what the fuck you're going to like, but the fact that there are institutions that are like, you know what we need to do? We need to have celebrities playing board games. That's what we fucking need right
2: games. now. Now it games <laughs> on their phones. It's going to be yeah. interesting in how, I mean, it was bad before, so you know what I mean? Like, it's going to be right. really interesting. Um, but now
0: the
1: world is objectively on fire, like- whether you think that's hopeful or not, there is fighting and arguing and yeah. discord. <laughs> you know, what's... and uh, to be like, to be like, man, we should play Yahtzee. On TV.
0: And and, uh, Celebrity! <laughs> Celebritancy! We yeah. had
2: Kevin Hart
0: play Yahtzee with Joe Rogan.
2: And it's just like, who get, put a gun in your mouth? Like, seriously, that's a fucking game. Play Russian roulette at home. Uh. <laughs> Dude, um, celebrity Russian roulette. We call up Kevin Hart and made him play Russian roulette. And it's just Jigsaw from Saw is like making them
0: all play a game. (laughs) Would you like to play a game today, Kevin Hart? God, that's so funny. You, you call gun. yourself Kevin Hart, but where is your heart? Take this scalpel and dig out your own heart. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yes. Celebrity saw. Fuck, that's so funny. Celebrity that's so saw. funny. Yes. <laughs> Celebrity seesaw.
2: I fucking love it. You know, I I just you made an interesting point that I uh, I I hadn't even thought of, which is like. Everyone is so stressed. And like the people, I was like, who's pretending like they're not stressed, you know? And, and it's like the people who are like really loudly anti-mask or yeah. wanna like go into a business and record themselves or they get recorded, like making a big fucking stink about it. And it's so funny, I was like, man, these people are basically trying to be like, there's no problem, I'm not worried. And they're literally the people who are the ones screaming at, like, an 80-year-old clerk in a store. And I'm like, that's not the same person who's like, there's no problem. You're, like, you're losing your shit. And then being like, I'm going to call a lawyer. I'm going to fucking blow this place up. Like...
1: I mean there's basically two pe- two types of people in the world right now. People that are honest about their stress and people that are dishonest about their stress. How could you not be fucking affected by the world around you? And it's so mm-hmm. it's so obvious too to be like like first of all, you know, you saw that video of the woman who was being told to put a mask on at the like coffee shop and she wouldn't do it and she was got indignant and started screaming at people and then ran up to people and coughed on them. Like fuck that person. <laughs> But also, that person is clearly <laughs> melting down and having a very hard time. And I, like, you know, again, yeah. they're yeah. so deep inside their own fucking spiral that I don't really have a lot of sympathy for them because they're putting it on other people with their coughing and shit. But also, yeah. that's yeah. what's happening. They are they have a mental illness.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that that's is. clear mental illness, right? Yeah, that's not it being treated. It would be kind of funny all. if they turned to the camera and they're like... I'm Johnny Knoxville, and this is the coffin on people during COVID prank. And you're just like, <laughs> <laughs> just freaking out people. <sighs> like, I mean, wow, he used to do dude. a prank where he had a baby on top of his car roof, and he'd just drive around residential areas and be like, what's wrong? What's what the fuck's wrong with you? You know? Like, I wish jackass could fucking tackle COVID.
1: That's so funny, dude. Yo, today what's up? We put an alligator in the hospital bed next to Uncle Phil.
2: Fuck yeah, dude. Like,
1: or wait, was it Phil? What was Bam's dad's name? It wasn't Uncle Phil. I, that's the guy well, from fucking yeah,
2: yeah, I can't uh, Fresh remember. Prince.
1: But you know who I fucking Phil mean, was uh, his, his dad. Phil
2: was his dad. Yeah, but he was he just an called uncle. him Phil. Phil. Yeah. Yeah, dude. They do a version of like um, they have a doctor come up and tell a family that like their father is dead. <laughs> yeah. and, but they've they've like glued pubes to his face. So he has to like give the news that your dad's dead with pubes on his face. Just like
0: it's sh- <laughs> And they're like, sick prank.
2: <laughs> he doesn't even know. What I am. I'm deeply sorry for your loss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got wispy pubes on his face. I am deeply, deeply sorry. There's nothing we could do. Yo,
1: all right, we, uh, <laughs> dude, we got this hospital. Uh, we got this hospital to agree, right? So they're they're full capacity on COVID patients. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna go in there, and Wee Man is gonna pretend he's their doctor. Uh, <laughs>
2: they still are like like they treat like please tell me what's wrong he's like get it (laughs) Uh,
1: I think that you're gonna the one thing that is gonna help you recover the fastest is a steady diet of farts out of my butt
2: Uh, (laughs) you know laughter really is the best medicine other than medicine fucking laughter is easily top two that's medicines, other than medicine, me- uh, yeah. laughter, medicine, and then laughter, and then I'd say like voodoo, like medicine, laughter, then totally voodoo are easily the best uh, medicines.
1: Yeah, and push ups and t- uh, testosterone. Bro, you're talking my
2: language. <laughs> nice, dude.
1: Nice, dude. Hey, what's up? I'm Stevo. I just broke into this lab, and I'm gonna eat a bunch of COVID nineteen samples. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> Uh, I just went into the jungle and I licked a bunch of dead monkeys.
2: (laughs) Awesome. Unrelated to COVID. (laughs) What's up, dude? That's just, he didn't even know COVID was happening. He was like mid-licking dead monkeys. He's like, what? There's a prop? There's a disease? That's how he found out.
1: No one would be surprised if Steve-O was patient zero for (laughs) (laughs) COVID-19.
2: Nah, I think he's immune at this point. It's Hell like yeah, you, you do enough bad stuff, then you're immune. That's how it works. After you have three seasons of Wild Boys, you can fucking handle anything. You know
1: what that I mean? That was great. It was
0: all good. I like it all those great. shows. Dude, me um, too. Let's Except
1: Viva talk- was a little much. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that's not even a show. I mean, I don't count it. <laughs> I don't count it because it was way too much Like um, clearly produced. Yeah, it was really like, produced. Like the, the amount of abuse he's doing to his parents... I mean, Tom Green already did that shit and that was yeah. real. And like, this was like clearly like,
0: I just pranked my dad. Yeah.
2: And it's like, yeah, I'm sure. That's why you live in a castle and he fucking loves you and he's your manager. <laughs> Cause he's just I mean, so fucking done with you.
1: The pranks were fucking so extreme too. That I think what's, what His made mom. me. I, I watched a handful of episodes of Evil of Bam and I love Jackass, so I liked it. But then there was an episode where they were like, okay, here's the deal. Uh Rake Yon is allergic to bees. And so we made uh what we did is <laughs> we right, told is him good. <laughs> good. he literally They literally were like, we told him that we made a fake beehive and we're going to have him hit it with a stick. It's like a beehive piñata, and he's blindfolded. And we told him that we're going to insert digital bees later. But actually, it's a real beehive with real bees. And then they did that. And then he like hit a fucking beehive with a baseball bat and got attacked by bees and he's allergic to them. And I was like, what is this?
2: (laughs) I I should have won a fucking Emmy, dude. That's fucking great. That's absolutely better than The Sopranos. That's better than The Wire. That's better. It's ostensibly better. It's better written. Um, it was better written. That's true. It was well written. You're not wrong about that. I don't know. That, that. that bit does strike me as a little bit produced. That was Viva La Bam, right?
1: Yeah, Viva Labam.
2: Yeah. I'm, yeah, maybe it was all bullshit. Just a little over the line. Like the. It's like five le- levels deep, that bit. We're going right. to tell them it's digital. Like. How, how dumb is this guy? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, there's this level of dumb, I'll accept. I mean, when they really... The funniest prank that's maybe ever happened was Jackass, one of the movies, where they prank the dude into putting pubes on his face. Because oh, they make man. him think he's doing, like, a super racist terrorist uh, bit. But the whole bit was just <laughs> to get him to put pubes on his face. And that, oh. I mean, I, you can't talk about it without just laughing. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. so fucking good. To prank a person like that. They also
1: had... I mean, their best shit was the really simple, simple, simple ones like that. And I think it was Mm. the beginning of the Mm. second Jackass movie where they... uh, They put a fucking spring-loaded uh, boxing glove behind a painting in a hallway. <laughs> yeah, and they were great. like, hey, come check out this painting. You got to get real close to it to see what we're talking about. Yeah, and it's just like... punched in the
2: face. There's no depth to the bed. It's yeah, no, no depth. It's just like... <laughs> yeah, it's insane. And that's what I'm saying. Like, what first... It like, maybe started thinking about that is, like, the just simplest idea of, like, he's driving around with a fake baby on top of his car and being like, what? What's wrong? Like, that's... <laughs>
0: That's fucking
2: great. That should be a whole show. Like, I'm glad Cops is off the air. They should replace Cops with that as a show for like 30 seasons. Yeah, totally, baby. It's called babies. It's called baby, and it's what j- you gonna do?
0: What you gonna do yeah. when they poop their pants? Yeah.
2: You know what I mean? Come John on, C- John Quinones from uh, fucking What Would You Do comes up. You thought that was a real baby, but you didn't protect its life. What's wrong with you? Did you know that's a real show? Have you seen that? No. There's a guy. I, I forget what it's called, but the host is called like John Quinones. And he's Uh like a news anchor. And the whole show's like you know like pranking people it's like social justice pranks here's a right. man screaming at his wife in an Applebee's these tables did nothing uh, and it's right. like that's
1: I like have seen so
2: so to the like yeah. you know bitch I'll fucking cut your throat in the parking lot and Ugh. like a woman's just like with her kids like <laughs> oh my god like I don't wanna fucking die also and then like John as like comes up it's like that woman was being assaulted and you did nothing <laughs>
0: what's your fucking problem (laughs) (laughs) and it's like busted (laughs) gotcha
1: that's a lot like um have you ever (laughs) listened to or are you aware of uh ryan's roses do you know what that is
0: no oh my
1: god dude google it it is the craziest shit it's uh um ryan seacrest to this day is still a radio host (sighs)
2: oh my god i know exactly what ryan's roses is please explain this is fucking the best it's the most psychotic
1: part of maybe our culture, maybe, and that's saying... In a lot. L.A., but, for sure. In L.A. Yeah. yeah, he's a radio DJ in L.A., and um, every Friday they do a bit. Uh, he's like a drive-time guy. I think they do it around lunchtime. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. And the bit is um, somebody calls in, and they're like, I think my significant other is cheating on me. <laughs> oh and so God. what they do is... And so the bit is that the radio station the calls the person they think is cheating on them and they say, "Hey, congratulations. You have won. Uh you you've been randomly selected to win a free dozen roses sent to the person you love. Who do you want to send the roses to?" And so uh, and so the bit is if they send them to their wife or their husband or whoever called in, then they're probably not cheating. But a lot of the time, uh The person uh, is like, Oh, I want to send these roses to this person, Ryan
2: Seacrest.
1: And that person is their, like, (laughs) quote, side piece or whatever, the person they're cheating on with. And then they're like, and then they like bring their significant other on the phone and they're like, Hey, we've got Amanda here. And they told us about Michelle and what the fuck. And they, Mm. they like freak out on them. But sometimes, the person is like, oh, yeah, I want to send roses to my husband. And, uh, and they're like, oh, OK, well, great. And then, and then they still do it. They're like, we've got your husband on the phone. And they think you're <laughs> cheating on them, even though you sent those roses to your husband. Nice. W- yeah. And it's like.
2: I, <laughs> the extra level.
1: I heard one once where it was like a woman. And I don't know if it was like her wife. or or her husband or her boyfriend or whatever. But it was like, I don't know. He's like, doesn't come home a lot of nights and he always has excuses. And I just don't know what it is. And it sucks because we were really close and now we're not as close. And I'm really worried he's got someone else. And she's like afraid in it, but like was like, fuck it. Maybe this will help me figure it out. And so the guy, when they call him, he's like, oh, I, I, yeah, yeah, great. This is so wonderful because we're, I'm very broke. I would love to send these to my wife and I would love for it to be a surprise. <laughs> and then Ryan's like, We've got your wife on the phone right now. And she says that you haven't been coming home. What's your problem, bro? And the guy just starts weeping oh and he goes Oh my God <laughs> And he literally goes he goes, Oh my God, honey, I totally understand. I look I lost my job and I had to take two jobs and I was just really embarrassed to tell you that I got fired and I, it's just really important to me to support you and to support our kids and our family and so I just have to work so much and I didn't want the burden to be put on you and so I lied and she's crying uh-huh. and Ryan's still on the phone like, wow, well, I guess we solved their problem and it's like,
2: fuck yeah. you. Dude. He's like, you know, Linda, I don't know, lying, you gotta dump his ass. Dump his ass.
0: <laughs> Dumped. Dump, 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 dump. <laughs> I mean,
2: it's like the gall of Ryan Seacrest to fucking moralize yes. to people about their relationships when it's like, I believe that guy is cheating on his whoever he's with at any given time. Like, there right. could not be a more, like, clearly, it's just a a, a barnacle on Hollywood you know, kind of individual. Also, you're the used host of American Salesman Idol, kind of vibe. a
1: show that gets ratings based on being mean to people that are trying. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I swear to God, fuck yeah. you. I
2: <laughs> I hate radio. I mean, in general, like it's really like uh, repressed. Honestly, like it doesn't. Uh, with those like pranks, I actually knew somebody who would call in to be like they're like a fake person. Mm having like the yelling argument on the phone. Like they're like we right. do a like one oh six point five the whale. Like we're doing a prank this morning where we're like, I don't know, telling women there's a ham in their car. Like and then like my friend would have to call in and be like, oh my God, like Larry and the bean, you put a ham in my car. Like, oh this shit's crazy. And I was like that was like day three of me being in LA seeing that, being like, man, this everything sucks here. <laughs> My first couple of weeks here were really, like, mind-blowing in a lot of ways. Oh, man,
1: dude, it's such a culture shock. It fucks with your head every time. I mean, I moved here for college, and so it was, like, four culture shocks at once.
2: Yeah, just meeting a lot of bad people. Not that that person was bad, but more like, that was more like, oh, wow, I guess, uh, oh, yeah, I guess a lot of things are faked, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which is kind of a small thing, really. Um, hey, should speaking we- of which, did you mm-hmm. like Midtown? <laughs> Thank you. I was looking for some sort of segue in. Dave gave me some homework uh, last week to check out the band uh Midtown, and uh, I'd never heard of them before. Mm-hmm. Um, they were in no way influential to my youth, right and I'm very grateful that you suggested them because f- there's now proof that there's just a way worse band than the Ramones. <laughs> it's like <laughs> these guys these guys should quit hundred percent stop playing. I don't know if that's like their worst album you sent me but it was like it's like literally the most uncatchy music I'd ever heard. Wow. And like really I mean, confidently so, like 4 minute long songs that are just like <laughs> mostly about girls that don't like them. And I was like, right. This is this is wild, man. And it's exactly the kind of music that that's in genres that I like that I I don't like it when, you know, Yes. That's the tone of the band. Is kind Dude. of like,
0: why don't you like me? <laughs> like, right, like,
2: but damn,
1: but their you know? and their attitude is like because I'm I'm clearly cool, I, yeah. so fuck you. I gave I you hate everything. That shit. Yes, and you exactly. Treated
2: me like garbage. And the it's idea like, that if oh, you're
1: right. a, the whole yeah, the, you, we've <laughs> talked about it before, but the whole thing with emo and screamo yeah. back then was like. uh I love you. And so you owe me dating me. And it's like, no, they
0: don't dude. You know, it's
2: you know weird. Yeah. It's like, I hate that behavior from guys basically. Yeah. But like, I, you know what you'd got to do? Make it. So I like it. Just be like a blues musician. Who's like, yeah, <laughs> women are the devil. Like, there's no... Like, just add that level of, like, women are the devil. They've got a spiky tail. They've got horns on top of their heads and they've got a cloven hoof. And it's like, all that shit is awesome. I love that stuff. I'm like, yeah, we're at a crossroads and there's a devil. But um, Why do you think that is?
1: Do you think it's because they're old? Mm. And it's, like, maybe (laughs) it's... I do think like when something is more like about your divorce, it's like maybe a little bit more the emotion's a little bit more valid.
2: I, uh... She took my last guitar. Yeah, it's like it's deeper. It's way deeper than just like, you read my journal, now we're breaking up. And it's like but, you couldn't oh, agree the... that Robocop was the best movie. Right. Here's the other thing
1: about blues though, is that like if you there are interviews with with like Blues musicians. I saw this thing about with John Lee Hooker where he was talking about how, like, a lot of my songs that are about a woman is just me. I couldn't sing about how I hate white people, so I just made it about a girl.
2: Uh, (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh,
2: man. I got to find specific examples here. Dude, okay. So, so, um, that's so funny. John Lee
1: Hooker has a song that's called, I think, uh, Dirty Groundhog. And it's okay. just like I'm gonna kill that dirty groundhog, and it's just about how he wants to kill white people. That's just awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. That's great, dude. I want to yeah. kill white people. Yeah, I know. You're one of them. <laughs> That's. Uh... <laughs> okay. Well, we are both suicidal white people. You know, we get it. Is
0: what. <laughs> is what
2: I'm saying. I mean, do you feel like I'm being too harsh on Midtown? I'm just like, what, dude? they really are. I I listened to the whole album and was like, this is so not catchy. Like. Song for song, I was just like, "Ugh, man, it's like they're doing everything in their power to just make this arduous.
1: <laughs> Dude, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I've said it a million times. I, I, your taste is your taste. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, like what you like, hate something a million percent if that's how you it, feel. It did
2: make me go, man, I was maybe too harsh on the Ramones. <laughs>
0: that's so like, I really funny. was
2: like, they <laughs> are kind of geniuses. <laughs> like, so it funny. was that hard of a shift. I was like, yeah, it's just to be fair. <laughs> I but mean, you, your oh,
1: visceral reaction to the Ramones, though, like, what? whatever, they are, you can't take away what the fact that they are like a historical flashpoint midtown.
2: Yeah. You know what's crazy is I did just post a tweet today that was like, who's your favorite musician who can't play music well? And uh-huh. like, it got a really good response. Uh, guys, if you have a suggestion for that, write it to yallever at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, maybe yeah. I'll read them some other time, but... I got a lot of great answers, but man, the fucking ones that were most are Bob Dylan and the Ramones. And it's like neck and neck. It's like wow, funny. 50 people each are like the Ramones, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Just like people are, kind, I, I feel validated in a way that people mm-hmm. are like, yeah, they really can't play too well. No, but they that's, can't. That's just, you know.
1: Yeah, no, they just they my can't.
2: perspective. Yeah, no,
1: but they can't, and they would probably be the first people to say it. I mean, the Ramones—it's pretty common to for people to think the Ramones suck because, like, mm. they did a very simple thing and they did it over and over again. And if you don't like that thing, yeah, you're gonna fucking hate it. You're gonna think I've, it sucks.
2: I thought I was pretty brave to have that opinion. Actually, you're I, not I, wrong. Okay, yeah. sure. <laughs>
1: I—it's funny yeah. that you're saying this because last week when we brought it, when I brought it up. It was because I viscerally hated the uh, hated Midtown in high school. Yeah, hated, and so I was listening to it, kind of hoping to like it. And I could say, I'll tell you this: I listened to three songs, and I was like, "Oh yeah, this isn't bad. This is perfectly fine punk rock. That's how I or pop punk, and that's ah. how I felt." And so, but I, I also mm. I didn't listen past that because i didn't you know i'm not crazy about that type of music anymore but also track 4 on the record is their their big song from back then it's called let go it was their closer and i that was the song that i hated so much and so i i still didn't want to hear it
2: you were like you guys should let go fucking let it go dude <laughs> should hate- we let this go <laughs> should we let this whole fucking dream go
1: the the chorus goes come on let go of those affectations and I, there was just something about that chorus in high school where i was like mm. and A keep time. in mind i loved mxpx and newfound glory it's not the whininess or anything there was just something about it where i was like i can't do it <laughs> <laughs>
2: no no way man i'm not going back dude i'm not going back to fucking prison dude like yeah it's like you're jarred i mean it's still the first three
1: tracks i was like
0: "Ah, because i've like
2: i've tried to write music i've tried i've tried to write poetry i know how whiny i am and i've and i've literally been been like this is what it is i'm ashamed i will now quietly fold this up and burn it or throw it away. Like, I, you know, I had a sense of self and I think that's something that's just so important. (laughs) Really like, just have an understanding of yourself and you'll go far, you know, musically. Like a lot of people did bring up that like, say musicians who don't play well, like people kept mentioning Kurt Cobain. Mm -hmm. And I kept making jokes that like, you're the reason he killed himself. People like you (laughs) just like JK, JK, JK. But like he, uh, you know, he also knew his limits and actually kind of was incredibly influential by hammering on the like what he could do. And I mean, while he's not technically proficient, he's like one of probably the most influential guitar players you could say after like the last, you know. Fucking couple decades.
1: Well, he was just such an artist. Yeah. I mean, you can't. Uh, yeah. It's, I have some friends that are, um, guitar nerds and like very technically proficient guitar people, and they, they don't really value anything in music except this skill. And, uh, and it's like they're two separate things. You're a good writer and you're a good musician. Just like there are multiple mm-hmm. elements to comedy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Nirvana. Kirk Cobain was like maybe one of the best writers of all time. Uh, he was just creatively, deeply inspired and adept at that. And uh, as a result, he could get away with not being the best guitar player ever.
2: I don't know, man. It, those lyrics are pretty fucking stupid. I'm just <laughs> Imagine if that he, was my take.
1: <laughs> he wrote probably the most maddening sentence ever. That like people who have mental illness should not hear and I, I like I being ha-
2: bipolar except when I'm not. Except when <laughs> it's, it's awesome. Right. <laughs>
1: right. I, I could yeah. Yes, that's what it was. Exactly. No, no, no. The it's in that song Territorial Pissings on Nevermind. Mm. And the lyric is just because you're paranoid don't mean they're not after you. <laughs> I heard that as a kid and I was like, no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes the voices in your head are accurate. <laughs> oh, fuck that, dude. Um, that sucks. How did you feel about uh, Saga? I recommended a comic book uh, to Dave.
1: I fucking loved it, dude. So you're two for two and I'm 0 for two. And fuck. Well, to that be out. fair,
2: I did when because I was so upsetting that I said the Ramones and I didn't, yeah. I, I really didn't want to not like it. But then I mm-hmm. just doubled down. I was like, really, actually show me something that you don't like. I so I can get true. a a barometric of what your uh, level is, you know. Yeah, right,
0: right,
2: roll, roll. I can't yeah, help yeah. it. I can't help it. Saga's great.
1: I I really loved it, man, and it really hit on uh a um uh, uh, like a combining of multiple things I really like in a way that doesn't happen very often. I uh, like I said last week I'm really into dystopian sci-fi I like sci-fi in general but it, it's hard to execute well it's hard to build a world another thing I like even more but I think is even harder to do so I tend to like less of it is fantasy mm. I
2: love yeah well
1: executed fantasy but man fantasy goes corny like that dude and- game
2: of thrones literally couldn't keep it together Totally. Fell yeah. apart at the very end. They were just like, I don't know, the dragon kills everyone and <laughs> totally. that guy kills him. And you know, it's it's Star Wars. It's basically Star Wars. <laughs> it's
1: funny, fantasy and sci-fi suffer from the same thing, I think, where mm-hmm. like you watch it and you think that the world building is so cool and mm-hmm. the the like extraterrestrial element or whatever. Uh uh-huh. anything alien to our, our normal. And then I think the writers of it forget that the story is still the most important part. And mm-hmm. that's kind of what happened at Game of Thrones. They were like, dragons, man. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh and it's like, no, dude, the one of the best episodes <laughs> of the last season of Game of Thrones was when they were all in that fucking house. The second to last episode and they were just like talking about the impending battle and then the battle was like oh jesus
2: christ what is this um that's why we signed on man (laughs) yeah but yeah it's it's hard to um do fantasy for sure because the rules are that much more open and so there's a lot more to trap you as a writer if you start making you know anything goes it's it's kind of a trap you know you just have to be very observant of it but that's why I love Brian K. Vaughn as a writer. He's just one of the most prolific of writing like always it's a great story coming from him. He's the Damn. you know, writer.
1: You just said something so profound about story, I think I hadn't really thought about, which is that like, yeah, if you're totally free to do whatever you want, a lot of the time you flounder mm-hmm. because you you are like a kid in a candy store and you're like, ooh yay, no rules. But the yeah. thing is that a world requires rules. And what's interesting about it is how the characters operate inside of that set of rules. The only difference with sci-fi and fantasy is you create the rules. So, But you do have to actually make yeah. rules and follow them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think a lot of people who make fantasy
2: don't follow them. They're like, yeah. Oh,
1: I want to do something else. So all of a sudden I can walk through walls now. Well, yeah, it's easy
2: to write <laughs> yeah. like a deus ex machina where it's just like, and then they're all just saved. There's, and that's like really right. disappointing if you're right. a reader or if you're like watching a show and stuff anyway. Yeah. I think, um, saga it also has fantastic art. I will say like, yeah. um, it's very like, not simple, but the, the style is like, thoughtfully kind of unrefined you know um they're trying to do an aesthetic um that's not overly complicated but the designs themselves um are very unique so therefore kind of complicated you know it's like a lot of right. the, the way the world is set up um just has a, such an interesting look to it you know kind of like dark crystal or something like that where like half of it is like a little bit the aesthetic where you're like
1: Wow, I hadn't thought about that. That's totally true, though. Right. Like, maybe that is what's selling me more on the fantasy element than other things, too. How it's no. artistically put together. I mean, I really appreciate... They build an entire not-just-world universe that it shares similarities with us. And, like, the beings in it are humanoid. Yeah. But they are fantastical creatures. Mm. and uh, And so it's like... It's sci-fi, dystopian sci-fi in the sense that their worlds are similar to ours and have, like, technology that Mm -hmm. is, like, akin to ours, but then fantasy because the characters themselves are different species, Uh, Mm -hmm.
2: and... And he there's and it. there's magic in it, I think. you know, right. as it goes on further, there's a balance of there's like technology and then there's magic. And those are two different, you know, that's this comes up all the time in fantasy right as a concept. But um, it really works as a story, especially because he just focuses it on this relationship, which are just yeah. like refugees, basically, inside a giant galactic civil war between like science, fiction, and magic. you know. <clears throat> and then you just have like this couple. And I love the dialogue. I think it's super realistic. It's um really like someone ha- having an ear for how people actually talk or yeah. like a couple would talk about like their child or something, you know, and not in like an overly wrought way. It's more just like that kind of everyday conversation.
1: Yeah. You
2: know? Which is always more real.
1: <laughs> right. Of course. Yeah. I mean, the opening scene is uh, the main character being born.
2: Yeah, uh, literally it's an opening shot of like a pussy and like a baby yeah. coming out and like I mean it's yeah. like it goes zero to sixty right away. Yeah. And I remember opening that on an airplane next and like an old woman's next to me. I'm just like, I'm sorry. Like immediately. It's happened so many times. I'm reading comic books and it's like, oh, on the next page, this person's face is now stapled upside down. <laughs> and like I like literally read Punisher comics next to like a little kid on an airplane. Oh wow <laughs> and I was like, nothing. Except, oh, sorry. <laughs> (laughs) sorry sorry (laughs) (laughs) they go for it man comic books are great they're like some of the most disturbing imagery I've seen and I love that you know like comes from comics it's not movies it's like shit I've seen in comic books has like stayed with me
1: (laughs) right I never that's so interesting man I don't know why I didn't get into action comics I just didn't I think they're so cool And whenever I read a good one, I'm, like, really engaged. I've been reading Saga. I'm excited to read more of it. Uh, Yeah.
2: If you were really up for the dystopian thing and then mm -hmm. you want, like, hard action, Mm -hmm. uh, Battle Angel Alita is one of the all-time greats. This is also an anime, too. (laughs) Yeah, it's an anime.
1: And did it get a live-action movie?
2: Yeah, which is actually pretty fucking good. Really? Yeah, it's really good.
1: Who plays Alita?
2: I don't know, but they do have a fucking They give her anime eyes, dude. It's hysterical. Wow. It takes I mean, I thought that would take me out of it. But really, I was in like, it's just a really, they, you know, very um, uh, respectful of the source material, I guess you would say. Like, because yeah. when I watched it, I was like, man, that's like one of the best like, hey, this is what I enjoy about this comic book. Here's what you're going to see on the screen. Like adaptions was yeah. that movie. I thought it was like great action really well done the story's great i mean so it's like uh check it out man damn dude i'm gonna watch that shit for sure yeah yeah. i'm gonna send you a copy of the comic you should check it out
1: yeah do it uh should we take a break and come back (laughs) yeah yeah see y'all in a sec
0: Would you like to play a game, Joe Rogan? <laughs> your entire career has been predicated on denying obvious truths. But what if you had to eat Seth Rogan while declaring these same <laughs> absurd truths? <laughs> you have sixty minutes. Sixty minutes to eat your best friend, <laughs> Seth Rogan.
1: Is Joe Rogan's best fr- best friend Seth Rogan? It ha-
2: he has to be.
0: Oh,
1: that's true.
2: Yeah. It has to be him.
1: Do you think they're both on Rogaine? Or? (laughs) 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 I'm sorry. I'm really sorry.
2: (laughs) why isn't that a podcast? And why isn't that the sponsor? (laughs) It's perfect. Perfect comedy. Another perfect comedy.
1: Fucking yeah! It's uh, it's Seth Rogen, Joe Rogan, and Hulk Rogan. Yeah, who, uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> I was literally trying to think so hard of like a dumb celeb who's like, who's like trash. Who, <laughs> who should? Who's like, trash? Yeah, who would Jigsaw get? I want to do one more. Oh,
1: I see. Yeah, 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 dude. Yeah, Celebrity Saw. Would <laughs> Celebrity
2: such, Saw, man. Dude, so funny, dude.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, who would Jigsaw? That's right, his name.
0: Takashi 6-9, you have me tattooed on the side of your face, but I guess (laughs) you never thought of what would happen if your face was tattooed on the side of my ass. They rip (laughs) off his face and
2: tattoo it on Jigsaw's ass. I want to say, like, Mike Pence... Mike Pence. You know what
1: I mean? Mm-hmm. Because Trump would hypothetically be a good one, but I feel like Trump is such a psychopath, he would make Jigsaw short circuit. You're like,
0: do you want to play a game?
1: <laughs> I've already been playing a game my entire life. Do you know what a game is? I don't think you do.
0: And he would just fucking like... Yeah, that's really <laughs> yeah. Okay. Jigsaw well, just kills himself. Would you uh, like to play a game, Mike Pence? Your yeah. entire career has been predicated on shaming gay men. Now you will be kissed by gay men to death. <laughs>
2: I like that it's always ironic, right? That's irony. That's good (laughs) irony. Is if you don't like gay people, they're gonna Mm. smooch you to death. (laughs) That's the, that's how Jigsaw does it, dude. It's always ironic. Oh, right, right, You right. liked heroin, so now there's more heroin than you could possibly like.
1: That's right. Like, I forgot. God, dude. I don't live present in the yeah. plot movements of the Saw movies. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, <laughs> I've seen a lot of them, man. I've seen like five of them, for sure. Dude, I like them, man. Yeah, I saw Saw 3 or something in the theater. I don't know, one of those shitty ones. I was like, I'll go alone. During the day.
0: <laughs> like, oh, it was very weird with the They
2: got a saw, man, you know. If everyone saw at least one saw. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well fuck you know, dude, we got some we got some news. Y'all ever know?
2: seen a saw? All right, so <laughs> I
1: love how like this is the biggest piece of news I had maybe have ever um, had on the show, and you're like, let me finish my fucking bit.
2: <laughs> what would I be if not that? That's true. <laughs> if not a complete hog. I mean, I'm um, the same way. Yeah, get into it. No, you say it
1: now. You're fucking okay. you fucking say it.
2: <laughs> guys, Dave has gigantic news. Uh it's yeah. been a long time where we've talked about this, so it's more just to, you know, make sure you guys are informed. But uh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
1: um I I <laughs> well I'll just say it. I'm leaving the show. I'm leaving the show. This is uh my I'm st- my second and last episode. I'm going to be here next week. And then I'm going on what we should probably call an indefinite hiatus. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, l- and look, let me just say, I have a lot of thoughts on it. There are a lot of reasons. None of them are shitty. They aren't. I don't feel mm-hmm. any bad feelings about anything about Hampton, about you, about me, about the show, nothing. Did really. mention
2: Aristotle. We'll just say.
1: Well, I don't like cats. Um, I don't like cats and I don't like cops. And that's the only two things that I feel ever. Um, but... It, yeah, it's very sad. I feel a lot of sadness and uh, worry and stuff like that. Uh, and also some positive things. I made notes. <laughs> I, I have like a, <laughs> I want to explain myself and talk to you about it, Hampton. Um, but the indefinite hiatus thing, because like, I mean, we'll get more into why, but I've been thinking about leaving for a bit and and I love working with Hampton And I like the concept of the show. And so... Back at you. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, for real. And uh, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's all love with me and Hampton and the show. Mm -hmm. So, but I feel like I got to go. But I also know that Hampton and I will be doing stuff together again. And it might even be this. And so at some point that will happen. I don't know when. But that's why I'm saying it's a hiatus because it's not a it's not a buy for everything. Yeah. Yeah. But it will be probably whenever the fuck quarantine
2: ends. (laughs) That's my guess.
1: (laughs) Really? Uh, Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Um, Yeah,
2: I guess that's that's very true. I mean, like we've talked a lot about. Um, it in general. But then I think with the quarantine, the I know this this sounds crazy and not to disparage the podcast at all, but I think people really need to understand it's incredibly frustrating to try and do these over yeah. Zoom because it just cuts out nonstop where there's like a million problems. Scheduling is also a huge nightmare. And um, so that's just not the reason, but it's a huge frustration.
1: Totally. Well, yeah. I can tell you what my thinking was that led me to this decision now. There are a bunch of reasons which I would love to get into but but yeah the reason like that the reason that is a factor is that like okay I all year, I'll just be honest. All year, maybe starting even at the end of last year, I've been trying to figure out when I would make my exit from the show. Mm-hmm. And and it that I'll explain in a sec. But Hampton and I have talked about it the whole time and it's like I how I generally feel is projects end and the way that my psychology works is uh, it's I I really like to like close a chapter open a new one yeah. that's just yeah. how I work and I've felt really ready to do that for a minute but I also think this show this show is one of the biggest things that's ever happened to me it's one of the most important things in my entire life and will always be and so once I realized Near the end of last year, uh, that I felt that way, I was like, okay, I was started like working out a plan. We talked about it, and how I basically felt was this: like, since it's a thing that's so important to me, I would like to, like, really fucking go out with a bang in every way, and in such a way that would position us to do more other shit together. And so, what I was thinking was, we made the switch to y'all ever, and I would start my own show. Uh, at the exact same time, and then tour super hard, and then half of that touring would be (laughs) you and I together, Mm -hmm. and we would do some live episodes in the middle of that. And so in 2020, we could do a, like, we never did live Y'all Evers or Suicide Buddies. Maybe we, in those live episodes, would do a Suicide Buddies as one of the live (laughs) episodes, you know? And just really do Mm -hmm. a bunch of big shit with regard to the podcast, and then it's like, okay, chapter closed, bye. We've, like, squeezed all we could have out of this, you know, orange or towel or whatever. I don't know how you fucking say it. No,
2: keep going. Yeah, yeah. More examples. Buffalo. Orange. Dead buffalo. (laughs) Dead buffalo.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But then Mm. quarantine happened, Mm -hmm. and we are literally not able to give a good big bang of a goodbye. We're just not able to do those big live things and make this a bigger thing with a big send off. And so I, we, I've just been thinking about it and then we talked about it and it was like, okay, well it's just time. And all we can do is have a couple episodes where we talk about it. Yeah. And I'm sorry for that. I think that sucks.
2: And I think it's like also like, um, we're just in a different headspace about it. And like, I uh, I really enjoy doing the show. I want to keep doing it. I want to bring on guests and guest hosts for a while. And we've talked about that. And just kind of keeping something fun in my life going. Um, yeah. Because I, I'm just, I'm trying to figure out projects and stuff. But I'm such in like um, a middle ground as far as movement on these things. Like... You know, and the podcast is such a reliable thing in my life, and um, but we've talked about it, and I think it'd be really fun to. This actually will make it a lot easier to have guests, which you might have noticed during coronavirus, we've had none, <laughs> like, zero, yeah, because it makes it like super hard. And um, what's for, now sorry, I can maybe like go show up to people's houses and record or something, you know? Totally, dude.
1: Sorry for interrupting, but real quick, yeah, one of the reasons we switched from Suicide Buddies to Y'all Ever was we wanted it to be a more guest-driven show, mm. and we were going to be in studio. Yeah. Starburns has a whole new studio that was kind of like they were buying us a fucking sign to put in there that said, Y'all ever. And now we literally can't. We already. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zoom is tough.
0: Just it's tough wild, in every man. way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, and I, you know what's interesting, dude, is since we made this decision that now would be the time we do this, I'm like really, I really respect the decision on both our ends a lot because it's not. Neither of what we both decided is conventional, and I really like that. I think that there are rules laid in within le- like structures that we all get used to. Uh, one of those is that a podcast is a podcast, and if anything changes, it's over.
2: You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> yeah, and, I don't know uh, if that's the new dynamic so much anymore, but I hear totally. you. That's what, that's what you believe, you know?
1: Well, that's just how things have always worked, and yeah. I really like – I just what, – what I'm saying is, like, we're in a period where – dude, I'm leaving the show because I just had to fucking listen to myself. I had to listen to what my brain mm. was telling me, and um, I was really scared to leave, and I want to say more about that, but I, and I am really fucking scared to leave. Um, well, now I'm like, getting scared. I like, <laughs> so the first thing that happened is I'm like listening to my heart and I'm like, okay, this thing that I love, I got to go. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And then you would think that what would happen is it's like, well, the show is over. But then Hampton being like, no, I am still very much, uh, I'm, into I'm the concept. very much yeah. in tune with this concept and I want to keep doing it. That's also unconventional. And I just respect us both a lot for that <laughs> because you don't <laughs> have yeah. to carry your life the way that other people say is kind of my point.
2: Yeah, I think avoiding Um, any kind of like emotional kind of blow up about it that would have been totally avoidable, you know, is like really, you know, pat yourself on the back. It's just like, exactly. It's really hard for two people to have a different opinion about something creatively and then give enough respect to the other person that you're like, I need to do what I need to do. Right. And and we'll both respect each other's individual, you know. Beliefs on that, or or what we want to do, and it's not it's not trying to hurt each other, you know.
1: Yeah, it's really nice. It's like
2: really, really nice. (laughs) Yeah, this breakup's nice. Just joking. (laughs) I'm nice. Uh I
1: I'm great. All right, everyone else isn't.
2: Dave, I guess I'll be by your place to pick up a couple of things. I left a Gatorade Uh, bottle at your place before quarantine. I hope you didn't finish it. I would like to get my Saga comics back. I'd like you to stop reading Saga as respect to me.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you come over. I'm sitting in front of my apartment with a box of stuff, just blasting the Ramones. What? I can't hear you. I'm
0: too busy having fun, motherfucker.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's like the classic, like, throw your shit on the front lawn and burn it, but it's—I mm-hmm. actually threw the Ramones on the front lawn and like burned them. <laughs> I'm like, oh, "You piece shit! You watch them burn alive! You don't, you don't leave my podcast! <laughs> <laughs> you don't leave, my, leave podcast. my podcast! Yeah, that's right. Ooh, uh, so, my podcast! Uh, what am I gonna do? Just joking." I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited for I'm you. I'm actually I think super it's- excited to just talk with some friends and just talk about mental health and everything. And uh, just, you know, I, I really did hate that we couldn't bring on guests during the quarantine. Totally. Me too. You know, too. it's hard enough to just record ourselves over Zoom because there's so much crosstalk. It was like, just going to be impossible to do The delay
1: third. was fucking with us a lot. The, mm-hmm. um... The fucking we were having technical difficulties all the time. it was always cutting out our internet would just go out one of our internets, but I also say this that's not the reason that's not the reason why no it no. like made it harder but like okay i i hopefully I can say this briefly i um i went on i i put my album out last year I went on tour almost immediately after that, and then I got home in like October or something and I was like really, really mad all the time. I was like Mm -hmm. really, really mad all the time. And I was mad at good heroin, which I love so much. I was so angry at good heroin all the time and bottling it up. And like, that's what happens. I don't like taking my anger out on people. So, so if I get mad, I tend to just like try to not, uh, say it to people. Yeah. But I'm a very, like, I live my, like my emotions, I wear them on my sleeve so everyone can tell. (laughs) <laughs> Always. And so I'm, like, pissed at Good yeah. Heroin to the point where Matt Ingebretsen called me and was like, hey, buddy, like, we got to figure this out, man. You're, like, not fun to be around. And he was right. Yeah. And uh, I, like, talked to a lot of people and I, I, like, I just realized, like, I've been living in a, I, like, want change so badly that I that I'm freaking out. Right. And that was when I like, you know, we changed to y'all ever. I uh, and that wasn't only because of that. You wanted that, too. But like I changed how I tour and some other stuff. But then you also combine that with I like. I don't. I have been having a lot of trouble understanding what comedy is to me Mm. inside of that as well. And I don't know, like if you've been following what I do, I've been like. I came up with my my solo podcast, Get Stupid. Here's a perfect example. <laughs> I started this podcast, Get Stupid, because I was like, y'all ever, that's my mental health show, and I uh, want to have a show that's just comedy, you know? And then right away, I was talking about mental health all the time on Get Stupid, <laughs> because it turns out that's just who I am, and duh. I'll always do that. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
2: Fucking I told duh. you that, too. I mean, not to rub <laughs> yeah. it in, but I was like... Dave, I don't think you understand why this keeps happening. <laughs> like you're the correlating factor here, right? Like, totally. You know, but that's fine. You know, but it's hard. But it's, it's fine. hard to talk about your emotions in a creative way, and then the response is like, "I also want to talk about your emotions and my emotions." And it's just, it's a lot to ask of um, people. It is. Know? Well, and it is.
1: It just speaks to the fact that I haven't really known what's going on with me, and so I like just. I think I'm coming to terms with that. And like, you can hear it even in, in like little things on my different shows. I like, I keep saying, I want to change the name. I changed the name of get stupid before it occurred. Like a bunch of times I keep talking about different possible uh, concepts for shows I want to do. And yeah. I just like, it just, and then quarantine is even harder to know what to do. Everyone's in pain right now. Also, a lot of people in my life are fighting and there's hope. Everything, so oh, wow damn <laughs> it's it's big man i like
2: yeah you really feeling in this year
1: for sure totally i've i feel lost in a bunch of ways and i also feel a lot like i want to move forward and it basically has nothing to do with how much i love what i do it's mm. just time for me to figure that out and once i realize that there's no going back and literally what i'm going to do is i have my show get stupid and i made i have a rule no zoom I just and no Zoom
2: and <laughs> and no uh, and no comes stress back. comes back, dude. No, it's just chill vibes, chill yeah. vibes.
1: No Zoom and no stress because mm-hmm. uh, it's not like and I don't know. That sounds like the zooming thing is about this. It's not. I was interviewing people over Zoom and it was just difficult. And I just like want to take my life to just back to a thing where I just have a show and I just sit with a human being and we talk Mm -hmm. and that's where that, and we talk sometimes we're funny. Sometimes we're talking about our mental health. Sometimes we're doing bits, sometimes whatever. And I'm just going to do that and focus on just having no pressure on myself in my career or to (laughs) do anything specific (laughs) so I can figure out what the fuck I'm looking for. And that's my plan. That's what I, I That's what I fucking need to do. And that's what I'm going to do.
2: Um, Dude, you should listen to that U2 song, Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For. <laughs> fuck is you. That, no, I, it's, I, it's about you. Shut up. No, it's about you. You just described <laughs> that song. <laughs> uh, you know what that, uh, that is kind of funny? I'm really realizing. I'm like, I do need to change it up. That's the thing. Yeah. That's what I keep going. Like, I'm actually kind of pumped because, like, I've been fucking, like, I need to start getting out of the house more. I need to start talking to people more. Yeah. And it maybe is over Zoom or whatever, but like, man, I've lived a complete hermit life over Dude. these last couple of months. And I think you're also like, while I still really want to hold it in the y'all ever idea of this is like mental health humor that's like observational, that's like super relatable, like, I really want to keep it in that wheelhouse. I think you're feeling the same thing of like, you want to also just talk with people. Yeah. And just get back to what's funny about yourself, you know? Yeah. Like I I've been really feeling that with this whole quarantine where I'm like I don't cuz I'll tell you this, Ger- Georgia, my wife The jokes with her they don't hit. Like she, I'm very lucky if I get like a laugh Mm because she's just so used to it. Like she's used to me saying the most like outrageous (laughs) dumb shit nonstop. Like I can't, I have no filter. And like so, that's what I'm saying. Is like I'm, I'm like desperate to get the like when I hang with a new when I I just saw Christian Duguay recently and Uh uh, we were just like laughing, having a great time. And I'm like, oh yeah, I am like social. (laughs) <laughs> and right. like and like yeah. oh yeah, I do have like stories to tell and you know, like all that sort of stuff. Cuz it's so well, hard without the human
1: contact, you know. It, there's it's exactly. And there's another thing I think that you and I both suffer from in that exact way, like uh we we are both people who uh know that we're good at what we do. And have worked really hard to get good at what we do. Whether or not we're great is up for debate. You can <laughs> you're always growing, you know. I don't want to be someone who's yeah. like, I'm great Dude, at what I do. I did oh, yeah. actually I
2: did actually have a good one where somebody wrote to me recently, like they were like, Why do all like mediocre podcasters like have this? And I was like, Hey, I'm not mediocre. We're fucking terrible. <laughs> all right, get it right. We're we fucking suck. Okay. And like <laughs> don't you uh-huh. dare say I'm average.
1: <laughs> You're damn right.
2: You're damn I mean right.
1: Yeah, for the record, I do suck, and fuck uh, me. Uh,
2: yeah. You uh, either on. love it or you fucking think it sucks. I don't want to be in the middle.
1: But, like, when... And we've talked about it on the show a bunch. you Like, we're both in a place where uh, we've worked really hard at this, and we've gone into the period where it's our job. And we are at a place where we have been validated uh, somewhat, but not enough for it to be a full living. And... There's one really big problem with that, something that has been poisoning my brain, which is that, and I think you too, we've talked about it some, uh, I really don't like how much I think about my career. I really, really don't like it at all. I think that, because I now have a set, another variable. When I want to think mm-hmm. about a show I want to make, I am both thinking, what would be fun for me and what would make money? And that argument in my head has not been solved they are two competing voices that have never once agreed. And I'm yeah. sick of it, man. And that's another reason I'm like, my head is a cacophony. I don't know where to go. And that's one of the things. And that's one of the reasons I'm like, back to basics, talking to a person. No fucking <laughs> other reason. No fucking concept. No mm-hmm. theme. Mm-hmm. Just like, let I'm just going to be me and see what the fuck happens
2: and see where it takes me. And, and for the record, I love a concept. And... <laughs> I, yeah. just need you know, no. still really into the Y'all Ever concept.
1: Well, honestly, Y'all Ever <gasps> and Suicide Buddies are a perfect example of that, because we oh, yeah, weren't yeah. thinking about our careers when we came up with this. We obviously weren't. Yeah, Suicide Show. That'll be how we... Uh... <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, <Yeah. laughs> it, it had its audience. I was always really surprised. Like, some Wait a people... minute. Hold on.
1: Hold on a minute. Hold on. Sorry. It definitely has its audience. Uh, I'm just saying that when we came up with it, we weren't like... This is going to make us money.
2: (laughs) That's all I'm saying. No, no, no. That would be insane. That would be like literally the most Machiavellian, awful, Mm -hmm. evil person. But I do remember, at least at the time, being like, There is just nonstop depression I'm seeing around me. And I just felt like it was something that was being talked about a lot. And also it was based off of the response in my standup for like the strongest response I've ever gotten from stuff is people writing me being like, oh, you talking about depression or like suicide was like. Same. Meant everything. You know, so that that was definitely me being like, all right, I'm going to do something that's been clicking. You know, something yeah. that works, um, yeah. which, you know, is not uh, evil, but I mean, it's definitely like, how can I help my career?
1: <laughs> yeah. How
2: can I at least, you know, uh, lean in to what I'm already doing? You know, you know
1: what's funny that. is after all of these like years that we've been working together and making something, at least one thing together a week, if not more, mm-hmm. uh, and now I'm thinking about leaving, when I... When I think about us doing something together in the future, the thing that I get the most excited about is the idea of doing just randomly doing an episode of Suicide Buddies <laughs> together, like specifically doing a live episode yeah. where we talk about suicide uh, I yeah, really you, hope really,
2: we, you, you brought this up uh, to yeah. me, and it, it, that really wrote me in. I was like, "All right, I gotta admit, that's pretty fun." Like the idea yeah. that, like, when quarantine's over, we bring back Suicide Buddies and do some live shows, or we yeah. do like you also ju- suggested, like a limited like number like of episodes of or it or
1: something. Yeah, I thought that was totally. pretty
2: good because it was it was really hard. I mean, not that that's um, you know, not to belabor a point, but that that was always kind of really hard to talk about suicide every week yeah but if you could kind of like cram in the research, you know yeah. like where it's one story over like several, it could just make it a little bit easier to process totally Man, we would and also so that bummed. it
1: is funny how yeah. much just do think about it, how much you love it <laughs> and how like how much I love, uh is why I started saying the sentence, how much I love the idea of talking about suicide. To a group of people who understand how it feels to be suicidal. You know what I mean? To be like, just how funny is it that I'm sitting here being like, oh, one day I'll get to do that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Dave's on a journey, guys. And we're just going to support him through this. I have some acid. I am reaching uh, out to get yeah, some yeah, mushrooms. Yeah. You have, if you want, Dave, to help you on your journey, your hey, spirit quest. Th- thanks, no, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's all just be super supportive, guys.
1: Well, yeah. There's one last thing I want to say. We don't have to wrap the episode, but there's one last thing I want to say about the uh, fact that I'm going, uh, and uh, and it's this. I really, I said it briefly before. I really am scared. And I honestly, I've told you I've been thinking about this for months Hampton and I have talked about it a lot I wouldn't I wouldn't have waited this long uh, In part because uh, Of fear Because I am afraid of uh, I'll just be totally honest I'm afraid of losing the money That we get from the Patreon I'm afraid of losing Hampton And I'm afraid of losing fans It just I just love all of you And I just want you to know that. And I'm going to keep making stuff. I hope you come check out my new stuff. Uh, I'm going to always be making at least one thing. I think it's just going to be this podcast get stupid for a while. (laughs) Uh, And um, I don't know. Yeah, I hope you come over there. If you don't, I also understand, though, because I also really want you to stay here and listen to this show cuz i it's funny i'm going to become a listener now
0: <laughs> no dude don't no, no. no oh no no, no. it's going to it be gonna...
2: tra- i'm going to trash you <laughs> immediately dude <laughs> yes. That's clearly the direction <laughs> are you serious Have you noticed how I've just been letting you talk? Just letting you just bury yourself with this idea here. And I'm just going to take the audio snippets and recut it to where it's like, I'm Dave, and I am gay, and I hate my fans. Like... (laughs) (laughs) it's like, yeah, got him. It's going to become so alt-right, too, that you're going to be disgusted (laughs) with the angles angles this takes immediately. No, I'm kidding, folks. I actually want to reach out to a bunch of uh, women and cool people that I know and just get a couple new voices on the show. Know what I'm saying?
0: (laughs) Women and cool people.
2: Women and cool people. POC stands for people of cool. Of cool. Yeah, totally. PO totally. cool. <laughs> PO cool. cool. Sure. Yeah. Um, the
1: email for the show is email at gmail.com. And then my personal email is dave to the ross at gmail.com. If you have questions or anything you want to say, write us. I think we, uh, there's one more episode that I'll be on the show. And um, I imagine we'll talk about that a lot, and also we'll just fuck around and be ourselves.
2: Yeah, we're going to read your emails. Um, we didn't do that this episode, but we're going to read off a couple of uh, emails you guys want to send us to yallever at gmail.com. Yallever
1: email a- at gmail.com.
2: Yeah, sorry, yallever email at gmail.com. Oh you're going to need to get is a... go co- great. <laughs> yeah,
1: you're you're going to need to get a co-host that knows the email address. Uh, yeah. <laughs> shit. Aristotle, I'm drunk again.
2: Um... <laughs> But uh we're going to be reading off uh your emails that you've already sent us um that we've we've written or asked you to god damn it asked mm-hmm. you to uh write in for some of these prompts but let's do a prompt for this. Yeah. Yeah. And do um y'all ever miss a friend? Ah, oh, that's nice. Is that, I is like that, that. Acceptable. Yeah. Y'all ever leave something?
1: <laughs> yeah, there's another one y'all ever <laughs> yeah. uh I don't know. Y'all ever move on to the next stage, whatever the fuck that <laughs> there you is. Go. I yeah, love that. I I can say I I like do that, and I know like I I don't know. I'm like that, and I can tell you that as much as it's sad and hard, it's a good way to be uh because Oh yeah man
2: throughout my entire life it's been a huge philosophy all i can say is i'm i'm still like in you know like i really like enjoy the concept but i hear you there will come a day where i'm like i'm like dave bye <laughs> and yeah then, like, and then you'll be left with two new hosts that don't even make any sense
1: <laughs> i mean yeah i mean the yeah the biggest example for me in stand-up, I think is like the first thing, I big thing I did was my show, Holy Fuck. And it was crazy. Like the last ever, Holy Fuck, there were 400 people in the theater and the capacity is like 300 uh, or 250. And there were 500 people outside waiting to get in. Wow, like that's how, I do remember that. Yeah, you remember, were on that show, right?
2: Well, well I, I don't up, think didn't I, I? I don't think I was on it, but I do remember being there that night for sure. Yeah, I mean, it was crazy. I don't know why if I spaced on, say, the performance, but, um, you know, got, I did a lot back then. <laughs> but, but again, right. I do remember, like, the amount of fucking people outside, and that kind of became a mini party. That was really incredible.
1: Yeah. Oh, dude, it was like, man, it was wild. It was such mm-hmm. a fucking crazy night. So when I ended it, people were like, what the fuck, dude? This thing is so great. And there were a bunch of reasons for it. And I was scared. And uh, then I didn't have a show to like anchor me and stand up for a minute and then one of the people I worked with on the show was Matt Ingebretson and we like always wanted to do another thing and then we like you know like talked about it and thought about it and then a couple years later we started Good Heroin and that became like the next evolution of that and it's I'm really grateful for that because now I have these two separate things that are related to each other and I have like memories of both at their height you know what I mean yeah and uh yeah I don't know I'm just saying, it's a good prompt. I think y'all ever move on to the next chapter, and I encourage it because it like
2: it yields
1: positive results. It really does.
2: Change is big Mm -hmm. because it's very very hard, but like I mean, you're going to be gaining so much because you're putting yourself in an opportunity like situation. Now you're giving yourself a lot of new opportunities. So. You just have to make sure that you're also, though, in a good place to be accepting all that, you know? Right.
1: Well, which is the other reason it took me so long to make this fucking decision, you know?
2: Oh, I know. You've been Uh, a baby for a long time. I'm a baby. baby. Huge baby. I'm a baby. I'm a baby. (laughs) Huge baby. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh boy all right well we'll see you guys next week dave will be here um yeah. guys feel free to write some emails to y'all ever email at gmail.com and uh check out some patreon episodes if you want to check out some back catalog we got episodes every week at patreon.com slash y'all ever need- uh check out my youtube channel check out dave's youtube channel we're trying to put up new content up there soon totally and you guys uh, are awesome thanks so much for listening you guys are like Literally the most fantastic audience, and that's why we would literally dedicate a whole half of an episode to being like, hey, we're making any sort of decision. We want to involve you guys. Yeah.
1: Yeah, man. No, I, like, can't – I know we're, like, wrapping up the episode, but I just can't stress enough how important all of you are who listen to the show. And I know that probably is a thing a lot of podcasters say, but, like, I really cannot – expressed it enough i really hope uh that you listen to my other shit that you uh check out all my other shit i I guess what i'm saying is i hope that you stick around with me and uh and with hampton and with the stuff that we do together in the future too because like it's one thing to have fans but you are a type of fans that are like unbelievable like uh that's true. Bef- bef- it really is crazy, man. Like, before yeah. we started the show, uh, Hampton and I were re- comics with like a f- fan here and there who had the respect of other comedians. And then we started the show, and this crowd found us that really liked what we do and appreciated it so viscerally and openly and uh and like it made us into this thing where we're like appreciated artists
0: <laughs> and oh, it yeah. just
1: means a lot and i oh, just yeah. can't thank you enough so i hope to keep seeing you is what i'm saying and
2: yeah. uh well, we'll be seeing you soon we'll see you next yeah, week, next and, week. And, and you'll be and you'll be dropping in, and you'll be dropping in and well, i think oh, uh yeah oh Whenever, yeah and you better you do be dropping in you know
1: my show, dude. I fucking. This is another thing about how I said I'm not I'm kind of Zoom. busy
2: though. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> okay. it's uh, okay. it's really getting booked up. I got to meet Jigsaw later. I
1: dude. I have a twenty five. <laughs> I have a twenty five foot XLR cable, and I bought a pack of disposable mic covers. And every, I'm gonna go to my friends' houses and have them do stand up for me uh, while I'm in my car from their front porch. You gotta do it.
2: <laughs> There's no concept, but that's the concept.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, you know. <laughs>
0: I'm only going to do it sometimes. Dude, it's a lot of work. I Fuck have work.
2: to do it. <laughs>
1: Fuck
0: work. Uh-huh. Fuck school. Fuck work. <laughs> eat a book.
1: Dude, you got to eat books. I hate them. Eat
0: em. the fucking books. You're good for you.
1: Okay.
2: Well, I'm getting tired. We got to let Aristotle go. He's got another show <laughs> to record. He does. <laughs> As, uh, he does. Uh, you guys are awesome. We'll see you next week.
1: Yeah, we love you guys so much. Glad you're alive. See you next week.
0: Glad you're alive. Star-Bands- a podcast. <clears throat> a podcast network.